Bearcats, bested by BGSU. Andy Dalton back at the helm. This is your Around the Natty podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Around the Natty podcast. And I say welcome back loosely. It's been some time. I'm not going to lie. We're going we're gonna to take it right off the chin here. Uh, we have not been doing these. You can blame it on we're busy. We can do this. Fact is, we haven't been here. Okay? You know, but we're, we're back. We're back. And we're better than ever. We're better. And there's a bunch of news. Not all of it's great, to be honest. Most of it's <laughs> subpar. Okay, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't play the sports. I just watch them and get angry. Okay, so you know what? It's your fault that we haven't been doing it. Right. Well, you know, it has been a long Bengals season, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to have to crack one open to get through the show. So if you don't mind me again, well, I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead, get it mm. take care of that real quick. Right in their ears. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <welcome>. <laughs> Little did you know, this was an ASMR podcast as well. Alrighty, well, I think of no, you know, more fitting way to do this than to just jump right in. Let's do it. Let's talk some Bearcats football. Okay. Um, despite being ten and one, it hasn't been very pretty. You're right. I think they've underperformed quite significantly, and I, I think a lot of people can agree. Um, I think the main reason with that is the offense, right? I mean, when you look at it, the defense has been playing you know, lights out in these games. I think I think statistically the 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 offense is underperforming here and I think a key component of that is Desmond Redder. I mean so it, it's funny because usually I I'm the one that takes the more pessimistic approach, but I think that we should also understand that they are ten and one. Um right. they they currently will will win at least a share of the AAC East title. Yeah. Um this was a team who, three seasons ago, won two football games. Yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. I, I think, I think the record's great, but it's some of these games have been too close for me. ECU too close. See, my nah, my thing is, is that you know what? In conference games, man, they're they're gonna be ugly. They're gonna be battles, and those games just mean more. Um, there's more on the line. Uh, we didn't play well against ECU last year. Um, Temple came out last year and punched us in the mouth. Uh, Temple is also a very good football team. Um, ECU, I, we, there's no reason we should ever underperform. But, again, they play us tough. It's a bad matchup for us. It is what it is. Um, to your point, though, I mean, Desmond Ritter has been struggling. He – we also have to understand that the last couple of games he's play, been playing with an injury. Yeah. You know? And um, I'll tell you what, man. I, I, I appreciate the kid's toughness and resolve. And, you know, when you have when you have a guy out there who's, you know, not 100% though, you have to find other ways to win, and we have. And I think that – that's that a very kicker. positive. I mean, that's a very positive thing to to see uh, in a team is you know when you're facing adversity, can you find a way to win? That's what good teams do. That's what great teams do. I agree. And and they and they faced a lot of adversity this year, and a lot of it's been on offense, and that's fine. But they found other ways to win. And uh, if you listen to the Coach uh, Fickle uh, show on Monday nights at all, um, hosted on ESPN fifteen thirty, you're welcome for the plug because obviously we have more listeners than you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but he talked about it, you know, he talked about, you know, it's always, it's never a bad thing to find new ways to win. Now, do you want to win by two points? No. 
you know, do you want the do you want the point differential to be a, a blocked, yeah. uh, uh, you know, extra point and 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 score on that, you know, score that two points and that be the point difference? No, of course not. But you know what? It was they got the win. They came out with at least a share of the East. Yeah. Um, they're gonna go into Memphis this week. Memphis is a team that. Uh, is ranked it, over them currently. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I will say, I mean, they, they make big plays on offense um, in terms of the pass game. Um, but really their strength is, is the run game. And if you look at their, their blocking schemes, um, they're very uh, creative in the way that they, they get their, their running back involved. Uh, the blocking schemes are very unique and different. Um, it's going to pose a challenge to uh, the UC Bearcats. And, and, and while this isn't the most talented team they faced all year, certainly not not at all close to you know, the likes of Ohio State, for example. Um, but it, it's one that we're going to really have to be assignment-driven. It's going to have to be – there are certain things that we're going to have to do really well um, to beat this team because of their, their unique blocking schemes. Yeah, and, and you say, you know, Memphis, you know, their strength's a running game. You know, outside, you know on our offensive side of the ball – we run through Michael Warren. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just been that way since he's been here. And, you know, his numbers don't lie. Anytime you, you're getting him involved, good things happen. Mm-hmm. And you, anytime you can get him working, you know, you're, you're going to have a good chance to win these ball games. And I, I think he carries him as well as the defense carry, you know, a lot of a lot of the weight on their shoulders and, and the success of this team. And, and the team goes as they go. Um, so it, it, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, it kind of bums me out that they don't really control their own destiny as far as the conference championship. You know, they need some things to happen uh, to host. Um, but here's my question to you: No, no if they win, if they beat Memphis, they host. I I'm, I'm I, per- I think Memphis. Accor- according to Dan Horde, according to Dan Horde, if they win against Memphis, they host. I think they need Navy to win as well. Hmm. See, I was under the impression that if they win this week, they host. Regardless, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they've already won the East. Um, as far as that goes, I, th- I think they need to win this game to have a decent bowl game. I, uh, I, you know, I, I mean, it's one of those things where. So first of all, I mean, Temple came out. They beat, they beat Memphis. Uh, point being is, they're very. This is a very winnable game for UC. Yes, um, and I, I don't see a reason they they can't come in there and win. And I, and I think that you know. All things equal, um, I think that uh, like most games, man, it's gonna come down to the to the turnover battle, who makes the least amount of mistakes. Yeah, um, you know who puts themselves in the best position to win, and um, you know, uh, yeah, they they might be ranked uh, ahead of UC going into this week, but um, again, I'm very confident in our ability to go win this game, um, and. Yeah, of course, you would like to be playing at home, and um, you know it is what it is in terms of uh, the schedule and the way it falls. And I think that's a tough travel, um, to be honest, perfectly honest. And um, but you know we'll see, we'll see. And uh, and going forward, again, I, I think that they they put themselves in a good situation. They yeah. I I, I don't. But I'm just looking, trying to run over uh, Memphis's um, schedule here. I mean. They've adversity wise, I mean, they've not had a ton of crazy games. I mean, outside of the Temple game, which they lost, and the SMU game, I mean, it's all been, um, I guess Tulsa, um, it's all been pretty handedly, pretty handed wins. And um, I think that going in as a team who uh, 
has had to find unique ways to win. I think that puts you at an advantage. And again, going forward, I think that that's going to serve us well. Yeah, and uh, I think you you hit the nail right on the head there. It's, it's the team that's going to make the the least amount of mistakes. And we've seen that when when Desmond Ritter takes care of the ball, when Michael Warren takes care of the ball, this team can do some great things. Um, with that being said, our defense is also extremely op- opportunistic. Um, you know, we saw it in the UCF game. We see it, you know, late in games, making making really key turnovers, key interceptions, getting that key, you know, that sack, things like that. Uh, I think that's going to be key in this is, is if the defense can, can come out and play. Because... Um, <clears throat> Like I said, Des- Desmond Ritter has not been playing well. Um, that's not to say, you know, he hasn't been playing capable to win because obviously they have. Um, but if he's not a hundred percent, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for him to put the put the offense on his back. Well, and what Coach Fickle said is that on Sunday he felt a lot better this Sunday than he did the previous Sunday. Yeah, and I think it's a positive sign. Um, he's a tough kid, man. Yeah, well, he's I, proven it. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the thing is about. Uh, the thing that I hope that the coaches do a good job of, of protecting them, protecting themselves from as a team is when you're a competitor like that, you always think you can go out and do that, yeah. do that, you know, and I'll liken it to, you know, a pitcher who has pitched eight innings and shut that ball. Like he's like, he's not going to tell you, no, I can go out and get this, this last three outs, but you as a, as a manager, as a coach, as you know, an athletic training and sports medicine staff, like you have to know where these kids are and sometimes protect them from themselves and, um, and ultimately decide, you know, Hey, is this something that's going to put us as a team, um, in a tough position, and if it is, then we have to make the adjustment. I, and I think that sometimes it's hard. It's hard to separate yourself from that. And yeah, you know, you always want to get the, go out and give these kids a chance. But uh, again, at, at what point does it become uh, time to go ahead and, and let the me- next man step up and, and, and make right. some plays? Yeah. No. So uh, I, I think I think Bearcats come out with a dub here. Um, do you want to make some predictions, or you want to make a score? Yeah. Well. Um, so I do. I think it's. I think it's going to be a, a classic UC conference grind them out game, man. Yeah. I'm going to say 21-17 cats, baby. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go. <clears throat> I'm going to go 28-21 cats. I think. I think. Uh, I think, like you said, they find ways to win. Uh, I, the the close games don't really freak me out. They seem to be freaking the media out quite mm-hmm, a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously with the rankings and stuff like that, they have to be really skeptical of, of things. But to me, a win's a win. And if you can go in there and get that done, that's all I care about. Yeah. As, as, a, as a UC fan, that's that's really all I care about. Um, and I think they're a gritty team. I think that defense is too legit to quit. Yeah, Like I said, 28-21 uh, Bearcats. Well, guys, we'll find out on Friday. Uh, that game is on ABC at 3.30 p.m. Standard Eastern time. It's a big game, guys. You should tune in, um, support your Bearcats. Uh, it should be the makings of a good game. Right, right. Yeah, put down put down the shopping or put aside the shopping, take a break, go to your local Wild Mics, and uh, go ahead and, and grab you um, some wings and watch the game. And, or some uh, Skyline, whatever right. whatever you fancy. And you know what? To both Skyline and Wild Mics, you're welcome to sponsor the show at any time. Uh, we love to go ahead and supplement our incomes. Um, yeah, as I don't new, make enough money. Right, as new grads, we are both, uh, you know, just absolutely grinding. Uh, that first student loan payment's coming up here. Uh, <laughs> I got hey. car payments. I got insurance payments. Hey, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, look, look, look. look. We, we, we love you. We love you. We want you to love us. I spent a lot of money at your stores. That's right. Week. That's right. I probably eat at Skyline twice a week. I mean, Good God. Me and Seabass. Did you say twice a week? Probably. That's not good. 
Uh, it tastes really good, though. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, All right. But well, okay, let's go ahead and... Go ahead and transition us here. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on next. Uh, we'll stick with Bearcats, though. Uh, but let's let's talk about basketball, man. Um, it's been tough. It, it has been tough. You know what's really frustrating, though, is like unless you have Flow Basketball, like that streaming service, you haven't even watched like, the Paradise yeah. tournament. So like I haven't been able to watch. I've just been like you know, stat-tracking, essentially. Yeah, catching Twitter yeah. conversations. And... Um, and yeah, so uh, I, I think the first thing I really want to talk about is, uh, and we can get into the whole John Brandon, that whole situation, but I think for, first and foremost, man, like what the hell is going on with Jaron Cumberland? Yeah. He's, I don't know if he's got beef with, with Brandon, which it seems to be the case. Um, I don't know if he's just not used to being, you know, his utilization rate's going down significantly, i.e. he's not going down and being given the ball and saying, go find a way to score. Yeah, which is um, not a... a- Formula for success, right? And 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 I don't I don't want that to be the case. But he's not finding a way to operate well within this offense. He's yeah. just not finding a way to make make be contrib- be a contributor. So um, it's definitely. I mean, you got to think about it. It's a new system. Um, there are some, you know, some players here from from Cronin. Not a lot. You wouldn't expect the transition to be that difficult. Um, but to me, it comes down to some fundamental things. Uh, they're thirty one of fifty five from the free free throw line. Now, in a game where you lose by seven, that's that's pretty big factor into you know losing ball games. Oh, absolutely, and and, and that's and I, you know I I think that's just lack of discipline. Um, I, I and ex, I mean, you can't. I don't know how much you can put on a coach, right? Right. How much can you? you when, if when, you're a collegiate basketball player, you're expected. If to make you're free 18, throws. 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, and you can't make a free throw, like. How many three? How many? How long do we need to waste at practice going over, you know, and shooting free throws? You know, that's, this is a pick and roll. Like I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. I uh, that, that's that's I, poor. I should say I understand that. I just you, that can't happen. Yeah, and, and there's there's really no answer for it. I'm gonna give you a Marvin Lewis quote. We just got to do a better job. <laughs> you know, we gotta play defense better. <laughs> yeah. We gotta play they offense just, better. <laughs> they they honestly just have to do a better job. That's that's too many points left on the board. Too many free free points just left on the board there. And, and like I said, in a game where you lose by seven, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you what, looking ahead though, I mean, uh, and, and uh, at Nate Four Clark and I have had multiple conversations. Um, about this, and I told him, I said, listen, I said, Xavier's at a huge advantage going into the Crosstown shootout, which is on December 7th, by the way, um, be- because they've, one, they're at home, which obviously, you know, I think that, that always makes a difference for sure, and then two, the, 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 the quality of opponent that they faced up to this point is far better than you see outside of Ohio State, which was their first game, we haven't faced a quality opponent, really, and, and, and really, and maybe, and, and maybe it's going to be like last year where, um, you know, our kids, for whatever reason, can't. They play to the level of their competitor. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I hate that. I hate it too. But I like, hate it so much. I I wish we could have a team in Cincinnati that is better and just shows you why mm-hmm, they're better. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we. You know, the Patriots. Like I know this is a whole different sport at a whole different level. The Patriots, when they go in there and they're playing somebody they should beat, they beat them by forty five. Well, and I, and I think that the the quality you're looking for is just. I mean, that's that's that is a trait. Of excellence. Yeah. When you are a well-run organization, a well-run program, a, a disciplined team, um, a team that gives effort, uh, those are the things that you see and that it reflects in the outcome 100% of the time. And it really doesn't matter talent-wise. I mean, that, like like I said, that, that's that's very reflective. Um, 
the little things. I, I mean, yeah, and certainly I think that's the difference between a championship level program and and a program that you know is is obviously in transition, but is is trying to find an identity. And I think that John Brand's trying to establish that identity. I think he's trying to establish a culture there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that regrettably, when your best player is not hopping on board, um, it's hard to get everyone else on board as well. And um, and you can tell that those who buy into the system can succeed. I mean, Chris Vote is not an athletic. He doesn't have great athletic he, prowess. When he runs, he looks like he's in physical pain. But but he but he but he know he understands and is disciplined and operates within the offense. And as a result, he's rewarded in a way that he it shows on the stat line. Yeah. Double double, twenty six points. I mean, if you if you you have to be able to find a way to play in the obvious and, and, and if your best player doesn't buy in, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. You that is the that is the only NBA prospect on that team. Yeah. And uh, and 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 if I'm, you know, if I, if I'm Jaron Cumberland, like you came back for a reason, man. You gotta make that count. And I understand that it may not be the most ideal way that you wanted to go about playing, and that may not necessarily be your play style, but you gotta figure it out. Yeah. His, his draft stock is plummeting. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. The the longer he sits on that bench, and the the lower his utilization rate goes down, the the lower his draft stock goes down. I I, I mean and and. And he just he, my thing is, isn't even last year when he was when when his utilization rate was up and he was you know had the ball in his hands every possession. I mean, he wasn't an efficient scorer. Yeah. And, and again, we we've seen at the next level if that's what his goal is, which I'm assuming that it is, we've seen the next level that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, the reason why the reason he takes why some ugly ass shots. The man. reason why Stephen the reason why Steph Curry has been able to revolutionize the NBA is because not only does he throw up unreal shots. But he's efficient with the, the basketball. He doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. He he scores at a high rate of of, of efficiency. You know, Buddy Heald is struggling because he was he's not an efficient player. I mean, he has all the talent in the world. Who? Buddy Heald, oh. excellent uh, college athlete, excellent college prospect, goes to the Kings and and yeah, like he gets the ball. And, but he, again, when you're not efficient, you just it doesn't pan out for you at the next level. And 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 so going forward, and and not even talking about the next level, just going forward the season. He's got to figure it out. You know, yeah. this system is the reason why John Brand was successful at NKU with limited talent is because he was able to have disciplined players who were efficient with the basketball, who didn't turn the ball over. And, and right now, we're not doing any of that. And in addition to that, we don't have that same, we're not built to be that, you know, premier athletic defensive team that can make up for those things. Our games will not be these low scoring games. I mean, I mean, the last game, 84 91, and I was an OT. But before that, I mean, the Illinois State game was low scoring, 66-65. But before that, 85-53, 81-59, uh, Oh, that was a Thomas Morgan. Forget about that. But outside the Ohio State game and then maybe the um, Illinois State game, I mean, these are all been 70-plus point games. You know, that's, 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 that is this team. And you got to figure it out. And you got to be a part of that. And, and you know, that, again, that, going forward, we'll see. We'll with, see. with that being said, I, I'd rather them lose now. Than late in the season, I agree. I mean, conference plays what what matters, but yeah. I so by by no means are these losses a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how the team adapts and responds going forward. I agree wholeheartedly that Jaron's got to get it figured out and and you know buy in eh. and and, I, and the team goes as he goes. And listen, I I think that it's it's not time to press the panic button. It's not. You saw Don't last, jump ship just yet. You, you saw last year. Travis Steele uh, struggled at Xavier. Everyone's saying Xavier's trash, this and that. Um, they ended up making a run at the end, and they almost they almost made the tournament. 
Uh, it was just um, too little, too late on their part. Um, but they figured it out at the end of the season. They started playing some really, really good basketball. Played a lot of great teams really well at the end. Made a little run in the turn. I, I, I mean, you, you know, again, they, they had a shot. And um, I just hope that we figure it out before sure. we get to that point. You know, and, and as long as we do, we'll be okay. Let's find a way to get Jaron Cumberland involved. Let's find a way to... I didn't know we played Tennessee this year. Yeah, right after, almost right after Xavier. So, That's big time. Um, we have back-to-back really you know, really tough opponents. Um, and I was no schlep. Um, UConn uh, just, I mean, they pushed Xavier to OT. UConn's not a joke. Um, and then we get into conference play, man. And you've got, you know, obviously those, those games are always tough. It doesn't matter if the teams are good or not. The conference mm-hmm. play is always going to be tough. Um, but, you know, again, Houston, Temple, um, Memphis, uh, Wichita State. Those are SMU. Those are all very good programs that are going to be very yeah. tough, you know. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. And it's early, so, you know, there's not really much we can talk about here. Um, I want to keep it positive because, you know what, I don't think the sky's falling. I think they're going to get right back on track <clears throat> and get going how they need to go. They they did win the game after the, they lost, correct? Um, they, after BGSU, they they came back and Yes, won. yeah, they beat, they, okay. uh, they, they, they beat, that, they beat so Valpo. Okay. Uh, Valparaiso, uh, Valparaiso. But I just call them Valpo because... It's easier. Yeah. So okay. they, beat, they beat Valpo. Um, UNLV is next. That's on Saturday at 7. Uh, that's a home game. So if you guys want to go check it out. And then they play again at home on December the 3rd, which is a Tuesday night. Those games are usually actually pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, so definitely recommend checking it out if you can. Um, maybe we go catch a game and we do a little. I would love to do that. That would be fun. It would have to be a weekend game. but I, I, I mean, yeah, you know how my life is, so. I, well, um, I don't, because your schedule is very unpredictable, sir. It, you know, you're not wrong. But hey, Saturday, though, you know I'll be. You want to go? Maybe. Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I, I got I to look at my right. schedule. It's a holiday weekend. Treat yourself. You know, Treat hey. yourself. We'll go shopping for the for the little chirpies, you know, for our chirpies. You know? <laughs> Shout out to Hannah Berman, who's listening to this and over him from Florida. Um, oh, yeah. she's she was real excited about the AHB. She's glad we're back in action. Yeah, you know what? To be honest, I'm I'm super excited to be back. Yeah, it's uh, fun. I missed it. I yeah, I, I want to be honest with you guys. I th- I think we got a little cute with it. Um, you know, we started doing a little bit extra, and it got it got to be too much, and it got to be yeah. it got to be really hard for for us to get stuff out, and it got to the point where we weren't getting things out, and. And Tom was having a hard time, which is no knock on him. We did kind I mean, of throw a lot at right, him. Right, right. But so, there's, I mean, there's still, there's probably three hours of content out there that we never even pushed yeah, out. Yeah, there's some you know ghost I mean? content. It's out there. I don't know if he's edited it or anything like that. Um, but we're just going to kind of start fresh. And I think we're going to keep it simple for a while just because it's easier for us to sit down with a microphone than it is for us to get two cams or three cams, mm-hmm. split up the show, Tom to sync everything. It's just it's just easier. So uh, going forward, what we're going to be doing is, is, is us and a mic. Right. It's essentially two guys and a mic. Two guys and a mic and a lot of sass. Not to be confused lot. with two girls, one cup. But also just as sexy, which is not very. <laughs> not very. <laughs> okay. All right, well... You know what? You want to move on from that and kind of move on to our next topic here, Logan? Yeah. Um, after I move on you, I'll move on to the next one. No, I was kidding. Um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and, and, and shift to uh, – and Gamble is grabbing his face, rubbing his eyes. He knows what's coming. Yeah. He knows that this is going to be a hard conversation. But we're going to power I, it through. Let me, let, me, let me preface this by saying it's not going to be a hard conversation. The The expectations are gone. You know what I mean? I, they're, no. They're, no, my expectations are – they better keep fucking losing. I need two, baby. Well, we I got we got a we got a two game cushion. I understand. I we need two. We got a two game cushion. I agree. No, I no, no, no I, I agree. You went Tua? 
I, yeah, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about I, it. I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, but uh, the biggest news of the week, Andy Dalton is back at quarterback. The big question is, what does that mean for Zach Taylor? What it, What is his message at this point? And it, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's like, we can win a game now and be okay. Um, I think the Oakland game was very winnable with a capable quarterback behind center. I think this last game was very winnable with a capable quarterback behind center. Zach Taylor is reeling not to go 0-16 right now. Yeah. He is freaking out. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you this right now. I can tell you that regardless, um, uh, that Zach Taylor era will not be a 16-year one. I can no, tell you that right no, now. It won't. Um, and what the, the other thing I can tell you is, is that, um, I mean, you, you couldn't look your, your quarterback in the face, or sorry, your team in the face, and, and say that we're putting the best quarterback out there and trying Good to win the game. Lord. Because and you, you, his message was, we got to see what we have. You, you see it. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what's you know what's funny is I don't know if you heard the the post game press conference Sunday, but he said, and he did this is he did not yet announce that he's gonna or he did not yet announce that Andy Dalton was gonna be the quarterback this week, um, but he said you can't you can't effectively evaluate a quarterback in three games. That's what he said during his. So I I think one of two things are true, either the front office told him from the beginning you have to play Ryan Finley. And that was not something that he wanted to do. Yeah. Or now, the front office is saying, you have to play Andy Dalton. And that's not something he wanted to do. I'm not sure which one it is. And and, and you know what? At the end of the day, I feel bad for Zach Taylor. I really do. He really inherited a shit show. I Well, and, and, he's, and he's... I think he was selected because, because he lacks a resume. He can... The Browns and, and the Blackburns can make him a puppet. Um, I think that he is the pun- the the proverbial, proverbial punching bag of the franchise. Um, you don't see Mike Brown out here at these meetings. You see, and you know what? Every other losing or underperforming franchise, their ownership, their front office comes out. Make they make statements. Mike Mayock made a statement in the preseason. GM for Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Jones is obviously a very vocal owner, which is fine. Jerry Jones is in his own category. Um, but the the Falcons owner came out and made a statement. He's not he's not a super vocal guy. He's not a guy that comes out and makes news a whole lot. You know, but he came out and made a statement. I th- I think the fans deserve an explanation. An explanation or a f- even a fucking apology. What is it? What is? Why this? are you on vacation at the trade deadline, Mike? Right. Where are your kids? Right. Where are your kids? Where's Duke? Why do we only have two scouts? Why don't we have an analytics department? Why? What the fuck are you doing? Why Why is it that we don't have some... I and My thing is, is that if you don't want that if you don't want that on you and you want to be able to play, then fine. Then, then designate an official general manager. Step back. And, 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 and make a clear delineation of roles. If you want to say that this is on Zach Taylor and that's what you want it to be, then fine. Then let Zach Taylor make the football decisions. Make who, Name a GM and make him and allow him to make football decisions. We don't know Duke Tobin. We don't know if Duke Tobin actually has an input at the end of the day or has the final say. So I, I, I can tell you what. I know for a fact that Marvin Lewis didn't want to draft uh, John Ross. Yeah. I know for a fact that Marvin Lewis didn't want to draft... Um, a boy. I, I, I can guarantee you that there was definitely a voice in the room. Probably Marvin Lewis said... We should look at looking at linebacker um, in the top two, two like one or three rounds of the draft. I guarantee that was the. You know what? Today I don't know why, but I happened to go through and I was looking at the 2009 draft. Do you you want to know how the draft went? 
First round pick was Andre Smith. Was a very effective member of the Bengals. Played for a long time. Second round pick was Ray Maluga again. Uh, I mean, he, he wasn't was very great, average, but, but, but he was definitely he's definitely been a, he was definitely a a solid linebacker in a time where you know. I mean, yeah. Now I mean, that we look at it and, and the massive hole that it is on right. the team, I'm grateful for a Ray Maluga. Right. Uh, third round pick was Michael Johnson. Great pick. Uh, we had two fourth round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was Geno Atkins. One was, one was Carlos Dunlap. That's a big one. I mean, and since then, what what have we have? I mean, outside- I mean, other, I mean, the, I think I think where it started going downhill was that 2015 draft. That was a a, a monumental whiff. Cedric Abuehi whiff. And then that whiff. same, and that same he's draft. a first round draft pick. The, Jake Fisher, Jake Fisher, whiff. exactly. I mean, whiff. I mean, it's 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 just, it's it's unreal. The and, only person on the roster from that draft is Uzama. And I tell you what, the other thing is, man, too. I, you you let you let. Andrew Whitworth walk and you, you talk about how much our priority mm. you know the offensive line is. Mm. Listen, this is every every franchise. Okay, you listen a lot of Colin Coward. I like I like this analogy. I'm stealing it from him. Um, he didn't TM this, so I can do that. I mean, you know, is he listening? Uh, you nah. listening, Colin? Well, he does. He does, and, <laughs> and so he's he wants me to give him credit. I'm gonna be credit. First, you buy your house. And then you buy your insurance, okay? You go and get your franchise quarterback, and then you go protect them, yeah. right? And we have not done that. And we understand that in today's NFL, developing collegiate offensive linemen is not the most effective way to win now, Yeah. okay? And I'm going to be honest with you. If you talk to most experts, it's nearly impossible at the level of contact and practice that you are given prior to the season to, to actually develop them. So my question is, is that everyone, listen, the, it's not like, it's not like baseball where the reds are at a disadvantage. Okay. Because they're, they're there's, making so much less. They, there's a, there's a maximum and a minimum amount of money that you can and, or, and, and or have to spend. Everyone is on the same playing field. Why are we not going out and spending money in free agency to get known quantities, known pro I'm tired of this bullshit where we sign AJ Hawk and we signed James Harrison, and Carlos we signed Dansby, and we signed Preston Minter, Preston Brown. Preston Brown. I, I, I'm tired of this shit. Where you give me these these washed up, past their prime players, and and, and don't throw that. people who said, "Well, Preston Brown is the lead." Look at look at his production. Okay, I don't give a, I don't give a hoot about how many tackles he had. <laughs> I don't give a I don't give a hoot about how many tackles he had. I, I mean, how, how much did he affect the defense? The the answer is. He 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 was not. There's a re, listen. If a team is willing to let their leading ta- or the lead leading tackler walk, there's probably a reason. There's they, probably they a walk. reason. They traded him. Okay, traded him. Whatever. For what they thought was going to be a quarterback. No, well, no. Why would they trade for? No. Why would they trade for him? AJ McCarron. If if if, if 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 they thought if any team really thought that AJ McCarron was a franchise quarterback, we would have gotten a number one pick like that. And the only team that even offered that was the Browns, who at the time. Was under the influence of Hugh Jackson, who was desperate to win more than two football games. I'm okay? just saying, man. Well, I'm, there's a reason why he's not a starter now. I know. I agree. I didn't think he was that great either. I'm just saying I, and what know, they thought. And you know what? I'm so sick and tired. You know, I, 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 I'm so mad. I'm so mad. You know what? I apologize, but but screw the people who have been the Andy Dalton haters. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I understand he's not. Joe Montana. I understand he's not Tom Brady. I understand he's not Peyton Manning. I understand he's not Aaron Rodgers. I get it. He's not even Doug Flutie. Okay, I get it. I get it. Ouch. I get it. But, but, 
What Andy Dalton has been is consistent for the most part. What Andy Dalton has been is reliable for the most part. What Andy Dalton isn't is some scrub-ass fourth-round pick named Ryan Finley with limp dick arm, okay? He's not some soft penis debutante, okay? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're going to if you're going to start ripping on Philly, let's 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 talk Give let's me talk stats. numbers. Give me here. In the 3 games he's played, it's been painful. Okay? Uh, first game against Oakland, 16 of 30, 167 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That is against a extremely good Ravens team. You know, you can go, oh, they're really good. Whatever. Dude, the interception, he floated that ball. It was the softest thrown ball I've ever seen in my life when Marcus Peter jumped it and just took it to the crib. That was, dude, it's like he's, Joe Joe Goodberry said the funniest thing. He said he's like he's throwing paper airplanes. It looked like he was shot putting the ball. It's garbage. I work high school football, and, and I know a 15-year-old quarterback yeah, in Northern Kentucky, that throws the ball with more velocity. Dude, than that it, it's so soft. Anything outside of twenty a twenty yard radius is is, I, I dude, you could run and catch up to it. Um, second game against the Raiders. This is a game we had a really good chance of winning, um, and I, I I felt really good about it. And I, to be honest with you, if I if Andy Dalton was in there, I think we would have won this game. Thirteen of thirty one, hundred and fifteen yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. If you cannot complete at least half of your passes in this game, you don't belong here, son. I'm sorry. And to be honest, you're not even backup level. Mm-hmm. It's it's you're done. You screwed the pooch, chief. Okay, let's move on. In the, in this game, which is probably uh, this last game, which is probably his best game, in my opinion. Uh, you know, it's the one where he's been most competitive. He didn't turn the ball over, at least. He didn't turn the ball over. 12 of 26 for 192 yards. Granted, one of those is a miraculous catch from Tyler Boyd in the middle of the field for, like, I think it was like 40-something yards. So, cut that off. He didn't throw that ball well at all. It floated. He snagged it one-armed. And then the other one, the touchdown, the one touchdown he had, again, a duck. Ugly-ass pass that... That Tyler Boyd made a fantastic adjustment on uh, for the touchdown. Nothing that I've seen from Ryan Finley has been anywhere near acceptable for an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. of any caliber, of backup caliber, of a third string quarter quarterback, of a starter, especially. We are now all less talented for having had watched. Yeah, <laughs> I, dude. I, I'm like sitting there like, my God. And it just goes to show how ignorant some people are that they were calling for him to start at the beginning of the year. I mean, can you freaking believe Here's, that? You want to hear something funny? I have I have a friend on Facebook. And I won't call him out like this, but they, they, they want to hate Andy Dalton so badly that this is what they said. Well, he might not be playing well, but at least we can say that the Bengals would be more watchable with him at the helm. Or more what? Watchable. Oh, my God. And I said, What? I can't believe. Well, that. and I said, okay, if there's any truth to that, it's because we've been running the ball more, which yeah. we should have been doing the entire time. Yeah. And um, which, by the way, uh, just a, a side fantasy note: if you have Joe Mixon, I'll try to trade him slash get rid of him now because his utilization rate's going to go down significantly because now we're going to throw the ball six times a game again for whatever reason, yeah. as opposed to staying dedicated to the run game. But whatever, that's fine. I like I like that they were on a note that's completely different. I like uh, the way that they've been using him. Um, with those like shallow tosses, 
Have you been watching those? Yeah, I mean, I kind of dig those. I mean, man. any way you can get your best player of the ball, you gotta find a way to do Hell, it. Hell yeah, you know? I yeah, mean. absolutely. And they and they've been getting creative with Geo too, um, which has been helpful. And uh, let's talk about this just a little bit. I mean, I know the past two teams we haven't that we played haven't been fantastic, you know, offensive juggernauts or whatever. But the defense has been playing with some juice. I think a lot of that has to do with Carl Lawson coming back. Dude, he's I, a stud. I think Carl Lawson has made a huge difference. I think that, and, and you know what, well, I love Geno Atkins, <clears throat> sorry, Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap, and um, but they look old, man. They yeah. look old, yeah. and um, and I think that you know we, we we moved off of Michael Johnson a little too late, and I I, I think that you know I, I'm not Geno I can live with because as an interior, I mean, there's only so much you can do as an interior yeah. pass rusher. I, I understand that. Um, and, and his explosiveness is is less important to us as an edge rusher. Um, but but Carlos, man, I mean, I don't know if we just need to find a way to you know li- like limit his snaps and rotate him in and out. Maybe he'd be more effective that way. I, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Here's the thing. He's uh, you know, listen. He, I mean, he's certainly not the weak point of the defense. Yeah, I understand he's not. That. He's not getting eight nine sacks this season. Um, but that man's out there hustling. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't look gassed. I mean, he's down the field making tackles. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's down the field <laughs> making tackles. Right. But you know, I, I I think it's it's getting close to the time where the transition period is going to happen, right. where you're going to have to draft another D end. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, we got Hubbard, who's n- not great, but he's definitely you know serviceable. Too good, you know what I mean. Yeah. He can he can do it all. He I, can stop the run. He can he can rush the passer. I like Sam Hubbard, and I, and I apologize to our listeners because I didn't do uh, I I didn't get a chance to do like the research prepare for statistics on him. But I know if you look at the advanced stats on Sam Hubbard, they're really good. I mean, yeah, he he affects like while it may not show up in the sack column or the t- the total tackle column or the tackle for loss column. Yeah, I mean, he he really does affect the game he's, in, in, a, in a big way, and I, I think that he's a. He's, and he's a pro's pro. I mean, he's one of those guys. He's a staple organization guy. Yeah. You want that kind of guy in your organization. If anyone you talk to, listen, hey, they watch him in training camp. He's 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 flying around. He's high miles, motor, man. Hundred miles per hour all the time. Yeah. He only knows one speed. Um, it's full go. Yeah. And and I tell you what, I, I just think that he's a, he's a great great rock within the organization. Like yeah, dude, and he's only gonna get better. Yeah. I I mean, again, I think that that that's that's just someone that you want on the team. And you know what? I think it's I think it's just I think it's just the Cincinnati way. I think he, you know Cincinnati kid born and raised, best city in the world. Um, that's just what we do. You yeah. know, um, we we know how to grind it out. Yeah, he may not be a, a, a price sale kid, so that's a little bit of a knock on him. But hey, you know what? He, he's still from the Natty, and, and we love him for it. And uh, and yeah, he went to Ohio State, which makes him a little bit of a bitch. But yeah, you know what? He bounced back. He found his way back home, and uh, and we're here. And we're uh-huh. here. So speaking of people from Ohio State and bitches, let's talk about uh, what? Let's first off, you better apologize to Chase Young because he'll rip you in half like a damn hey, listen, Gumby. Listen, when he takes the Buckeye off his helmet, I'll, I'll listen. He'll bust your head open. All right, listen. We take the bucket off. And then take an 11k loan listen, out on your ass. Listen, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he couldn't even kick a fucking suspension's ass. So like, <laughs> loan took him out. But you know, there there seems to be three um, that that sit upon on the totem pole as as what the number one pick is. Here's here's what I'm gonna tell you guys. The Bengals are gonna have the number one pick. Overall, it's just gonna be that way. I don't, I don't see them winning. I, I see it better be that way. I, I agree. It's I certainly better be I, that way. I see them. I see them either. You know, they may win against the Jets. I don't see it happening. Um, or they, I, I do see them beating Miami. Uh, at least, at least, um, especially with Andy at the helm. Um, yeah, 
But uh, the the three at the top. Let's talk. Chase Young, Joe Burrow, Tua. Who are you taking? I'm taking Tua Tagovailoa. Um, oh, God. He is he is the one with the greatest resume. Yeah. He has the most raw talent. And, and I tell you what, in terms of what are the th- I like Andy Dalton, but what are the things we complain about? Arm strength and mobility. And mobility. Yeah. He has all the arm strength, superiorly accurate, and has great mobility. Yeah. Outside of his, you know, outside of his build, he's a little slight, but like, but he's he's Russell Wilson 2.0. I'm just the big thing uh, with me is is you know I'm I'm even not even keeping into account his injury right right now is mm-hmm. I just I just feel like he's a little frail, he's a little little gingery. Little ginger, you know, mm-hmm. you, you tap him and he's and he's hurt. I I, I feel like that's. Uh, are you so you're saying he's injury prone, or are you just you? Feel, yeah. Or, or you feel like he's just small. I don't know. I don't. I yes. I think he's a, a little bit both. Um, I, I I think I think he's got all the attributes you want in a quarterback. Um, I'm just I'm just afraid we're gonna get him and it's gonna be Achilles Smith. <laughs> I'm so scared. No, see, I think I think today's NFL is different. Yeah. I, I think, and, and listen, I think this is. I think he's a generational talent. Now, uh, I, and my thing is, if you take him and and, and even if he misses the, a year, I, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. I'm okay. Listen, this is. I can tell you that regardless of who we draft at one, doesn't matter if we go him, Chase Young, or Joe Burrow. This is not going to be a good football team next year. It's not. And what I will tell you though is that this is where you start, though, man. This, this is where every rebuild starts. But my thing is, is that you know what getting a, a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal does? It opens gives you it, money to do other things. It gives you money to do but other things. But the fucking Bengals don't care about that. You think the Bengals give a shit? Listen, Come I'm, on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying though. Right now, a, a a significant amount of cap is invested in AJ Green, our defensive line, and Andy Dalton. Okay, if you can move Andy Dalton and move that contract. You, there's a certain amount of money that they have to spend. If money is not being spent on a quarterback, that's money that they have to find a way to spend elsewhere. Now, have they done anything to indicate that they have an ability to do that effectively? No. Absolutely Bobby not. Bobby Hart, 21. Absolutely not. But what I will tell you is that they will have to – it will force their hand to some extent. Yeah. Um, uh, please understand – if you draft Chase Young, they, the Bengals have shown that they will pay their quarterback. They Carson Palmer got a big second contract. Andy Dalton, while it was still team-friendly, got a, a fairly decent second contract. It's very incentivized. They will not pay Chase Young a second contract, and he will, he will command that. My question to you is, do you think that if we draft Chase Young... And also understand then that we're not going to get a quarterback of, of a high caliber in this draft. Trevor Lawrence. Do you think that they're going to be competitive in after year five, which is the last year of his? And I can guarantee you that if Chase Young performs the way that we expect him to, Hell going man. into his options, he's, he's going to hold out on his, on his fifth year. He absolutely is. And what I'll tell you is, I think that Chase Young is such a great talent. I think that he does elevate you out of that first overall pick spot, which the way things are trending, that's where Trevor Lawrence will go. Barring injury, that's where Trevor Lawrence will go next year. And I don't know that there's anyone else in next year's draft who I want to be you know, yeah. hitching my horse to 
as a franchise. And I'm going to be honest with you, I know you're going to talk about Joe Burrow, but again, Joe Burrow, there's a reason why Ohio State passed on him. There's a reason why he didn't perform super well last year. He finally found a system. Listen, they have three they have three receivers, a running back, a tight end who are all going to go in the first round. They have superior offensive line play. Um, they There's a reason why he struggled last year. There's a reason why he struggled at Ohio State for two years. Tua Tagovailoa is a special talent. Even if it's, there's a gamble there about his health, you go with the best talent. You pick, You take the best player available that you need for your franchise. You need a franchise quarterback. You have made that very clear. And even if you have any hope of re-signing Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton's not re-signing with you, you're not going out and spending money on a premier quarterback who is going to be the franchise of the future. Draft your quarterback. Your quarterback is to attack a Bailoa. You don't think Joe Burrow could be a franchise quarterback? No. Really? No. Because? He doesn't He, he doesn't have superior arm strength. He's he, got slightly above average arm strength. He hasn't. He hasn't demonstrated an ability to succeed at the collegiate, the collegiate level. What do you call what he's doing right now? Again. What do you call what he's doing right struggled now? Struggled at Ohio State for two years. Struggled last year at LSU. He's in a very perfect situation. He's going to come to a very imperfect team. A very imperfect franchise. To, Joe Burrow will not succeed here. Cannot. He will not. He will not. If Andy Dalton could succeed, he can definitely succeed. And I'll tell you this. I think I think he's got the smarts to be a franchise quarterback. He's got an average. He's got a, a slightly above average arm on the short to intermediate routes. He can throw a deep ball. I think he can throw a deep ball better than Andy can throw a deep ball. I think his. Let me finish. I think I think his movement in the pocket is elite. I think his ability to keep his eyes down the field is elite. I think his ability to manipulate defenses with his eyes and change routes to to be beneficial for the team um, pre-snap is elite. Uh, you know, if 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 I'm thinking right here, and and I am, I I think one, I think he's health. Uh, your best, what is it? Your best capability is availability. What is it? Your best. The best ability the is best availability. Of, yeah, yeah. I and and. Right now, it's Joe, um, and you know, there's, there's. I, I'm not gonna say this is indicative of him being a great quarterback, but you know, his leap has been unprecedented, um, in you know, in college. Um, however, there's people who have similar, uh, have had similar leaps. Russell Wilson, um, uh, J- uh, Johnson, Josh Johnson. Do you think the Colts regret taking Andrew Luck? No, I wouldn't either. I think I think he gave prior, them a bunch of great years when they were at their lowest point after Peyton Manning left. Prior to his stint in the NFL, or sorry, yes, prior to his stint in the NFL, Robert Griffin III did not have an injury problem, was not injury prone. The difference between Robert Griffin III and Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck was a generational talent. Andrew Luck showed multiple years of success at the collegiate level. Robert Griffin III had one unreal year. How did that work out for the Redskins? I'm just saying. They I also I don't want to be on the misused wrong, the shit out of him. I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. I think that if you draft, I mean, let's Joe look Burrow, at Lamar Jackson then. What about him? 
He had that one great year where he went won the Heisman. Everything else was marginal. Look at him now. I, I He's agree. coming in here and balling the fuck out. Listen. You don't know why? Because they're playing to his strengths. I bet you. Our... What, well, okay, okay, that's and that's and that's fair. And that's fine. What has this coaching staff and Zach Taylor done to give you any confidence that he can design a game? He can't even get his best player the ball. Listen, he plays running back. You're you're talking you're talking to a guy who gets injured a lot, and he's he's hit, and he's injured a lot. You're telling me you're gonna throw him behind this line and expect him to be like I'm gonna be all right getting hit. A bunch. Have you not seen the hits that our quarterback has taken? Ryan Finley is getting decked on his blind side every time. Every time. Andy Dalton is getting hit as he throws every time. What of that is indicative to you that he's going to stay healthy when he's getting hit every other play? You know what I mean? And I, I, don't, I think Tua is a very good quarterback. Do I think he's a generational talent? Not really. I don't think he's a general a rational talent. I, every, I think he's an every evaluator of of the quarterback. Yes, because every because every analysis of everybody is is fantastic. They said Matt Leinart was a generational talent. Jesus Christ, come I, on! Listen, listen, come to, on! How you, did Matt Leinart do? Have, have you but have you watched Tua Tagovailoa? I've play watched football? every Alabama game. Have you? He's, I've watched every Alabama game. He he is a unfortunately talent. I can't watch Tua. You want to know why I can't watch Tua? Because he's sitting on the rehab table for the second time this season. So Nick Bosa. Looks pretty good now. Oh, don't even compare those two. Why? Nick Bosa was... He had abdominal surgery. You know how chronic of an issue that is? Do you know how many athletes come back from that at full strength? Very few. Do you know how many times they have to have multiple repeat surgeries because of that? That's apples to oranges, I think. So many. I think that's apples to oranges. So I think many. you're comparing two, two different... What injury are you worried about? His hip? I don't think it's career-ending. To be honest, I I was I was on that train like oh no, but I I reevaluated. I don't think it's career ending. My, yeah, it's my, I, my I, question is what what injury are you worried about? Well, he had the ankle injury. I'm not worried about anything affecting him long term. You know what I mean? I'm not like I'm not like saying he, he. I'm just saying the frequency in which they occur is too much. He's had two injuries. He's played three. He was seasons. hurt last year too. Again, he had two injuries. He's played three seasons. He was hurt last year too. He didn't miss any games last year. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, you know what? I, I'm just saying. They're... He's missed. He's he, this is the only season in three seasons that he's played. He's only missed. Listen, games I this year. I would be excited with both. To be honest with you, uh, you know, I, I, I the injuries you, I, worry me. I think both can lead a team in the NFL. I think both are. I don't want Herbert. No, I can tell you that. No, I tell Did you, you watch there, that game. There's, there's Did you the, watch that Arizona State game. Uh, no, I mean, it's funny because I used to watch Arizona State. Him against Arizona State? I love Arizona State. Dude, that man is wild. They, there's a, there is a huge belief with Bengals, quote, insiders who believe that Justin Herbert is their number one quarterback right now on their draft I'll board. blow my head off. Um, that, there is significant... You could take him second round, third round. There is significant belief that he will... They think... It's like the damn. It's like the damn Giants taking Daniel Jones. Someone said that they think that you could tra- if you're gonna take Tua, you could trade down to like nine, ten, eleven to take him. If you if if you had that option, would you do it? If you get if you get if you get another first round pick, where? I mean, let's let's talk about it. You got you got Washington, who's probably gonna be right behind us. I mean, shit. Do you really think they're going to draft another quarterback? Yes. You think so? I think it maybe. I don't think Haskins is the answer there, sir. 
Haskins is not good. I think it's Ohio State. I don't know what you. Expecting. Oh my God! Let it go. <laughs> um, When's the last time I pushed out a good quarterback prospect? It's been a while. Uh, never <laughs> is the simple answer. Never. I guess their their last like legit 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 one was Troy Smith, and he didn't do shit. Right. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't think their system is conducive to NFL no, quarterbacks. It's, it's not. And I th- it's con- I, it's conducive to collegiate success. I'll tell you sure. that much. But th- their scheme is just not. I really think I really think the best quarterback, the best quarterback prospect to come out. And he just came out too early. Was Cardell Jones? I think Cardell Jones could have been a very good quarterback. NFL I think quarterback. So. I think so too. I think he took his hot hand, and it came back to bite him in the he ass. Was stupid. <laughs> he didn't well, come there to play school. You he know? came back and got a degree though. Um, I love that tweet, by the way. It's the best. Uh, God, he's, but, the, uh, he's the worst. But I, you know, if if I had the opportunity, if I had the opportunity, if somebody wanted, what somebody's going to trade ahead of us to take Chase Young? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What's the, I? What are the other pro? I I I need to evaluate. Obviously, I want two first round picks. You know what I mean? And if it means I get Tua, that's cool. I'm I'm into that too. If I get Tua and then somebody else who's a a high pick, that's cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I I'm not I'm not gonna be disappointed if they draft Tua. Yeah. I think I think Tua is very good. I think he is a franchise quarterback. I'm also saying Joe Burrow is also a franchise quarterback. So, but can we agree that they will probably they they will either take I think Tua, take, Joe Burrow, uh, Herbert, or Chase Young. I I don't I fucking hope not Herbert. I, I, He's just, so they, bad. Again, I I would I have I don't want him. But again, from everything I've heard, that, that that's that's apparently he's their more back on their board. He's gonna be there after round one. Supposedly, their reasoning, their justification is that they're doing an opposites thing. You know, where Andy Dalton was, was small and had a weak arm. He's big and has all the arm strength in the world, but has no accuracy. <laughs> what? He's Jay Cutler two point dude. Why why can't why can't we take a Carson Palmer? Oh, I don't want a Carson Palmer either. Carson Palmer was a stud. Stop it. I don't. Before the knee injury, Palmer. he was a stud, but he was also a douchebag. So. I need I need a guy who doesn't turn the ball over three times a game. Yeah. That's well, here's the thing. It's it, it's going to be a big responsibility that I don't know. I feel comfortable with this front office slash coaching staff having in their hands. We get to do the wild ride. I'm sure we'll have many drinks while watching the draft, and I'll scream. At the TV. That's usually our, our go-to. That's usually our go-to. I really want them to draft a respectable linebacker in this draft, for Christ's sakes. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see Jonah Williams come back. I I, I think he's going to be a good addition. We, we, we the, honest, the honest truth is we don't know. We don't know. I, you know what? He he could be great. He could he be a was, boss. We he don't was, know. He was Alabama's best, best lineman. He was the best left tackle. Just, he was the best left tackle in yeah, the country. It's just so hard to evaluate. You know what I mean? At that point, it's better than drafting an Abuehi who's coming off an injury. You know I, what I mean? I, I agree. It's, I, it's it, just so hard to evaluate. Yeah, and, and you know what? You took a gamble. He tore his labrum. That sucks. I, I don't hate the pick still. I don't hate it. I You know, there was nobody else on that board that they were really into. Um, I'm really hating the Drew Sample pick. Let me read you a stat one. Okay. I'm ready. Hit me, Daddy. 33 touchdowns, three interceptions, 94.4 QBR. Okay. That's Tua. Let me read you another stat line. 41 touchdowns, That's six Joe interceptions, I've already read the stat line. 92.9 QBR. Yeah. They're both very good. What do you want from me? What do you, what do you want from me? 
I just I don't I I don't I I don't understand your your why you're so against taking two attack of Iowa. I just told you I'd be happy with either. You did, I did literally those were the words that came out of my mouth. I said yeah, I but would. You, but you fought me at, inherently for so long. I I just I just think Burrow's Burrow's gonna be more steady. You know what I mean? I think he's gonna be on the I, field more. I bet you. I bet you by year three, Burrows as as a bench player. I bet you comes off the bench by year three. That's wild. We'll uh, we'll have to see. But uh, as far as as what I got, I could sit here and argue with you all day. We could sit there and do it. But we're we're getting close to that point. Um, I know it's been a while. Um, if you guys haven't yet, please now. subscribe. Hit that like button. Smash that like button, gamers. No. Starts in my toes. Um, stop singing. Um, <laughs> you know, give us some likes. Please share this for us. Uh, share it out. Um, we'd love to get a bunch of people in on the conversation. I know it's not particularly fun to talk about the Bengals right now. Um, but one underrated side of being absolute dog shit is we get a really exciting draft time. Um, again, I'm not super confident. Yeah, April. Yeah, I'm not super excited with who's making the decisions, but eh, it's a first-round draft pick. You know, you can't really screw it up, you know, unless you're the Browns. Um, But, you know, we'll see. Um, So you can like us on Twitter. What is it? At around underscore the underscore natty. Okay, you can follow us on Instagram. It is the same as our Twitter. I have Instagram now. I saw that. You, um, like that? you have I, zero posts. I don't know how to use it. That's great. And uh, yeah, so if you could follow us on there, subscribe. We're going to be posting this out. Uh, if you could, you know, retweet, share it on Facebook, you know, like it, all that stuff. Uh, it'd be really appreciated. Um, we want to get back into the swing of this going forward. We're Like I said, we're going to keep it simple. Um, but that's all I have, Logan. What do you got? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like you said, uh, first of all, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, I think that we're going to try to keep it under an hour from now on, but we yes. appreciate you hanging in there with us. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to say uh, follow us on Twitter, at Chow underscore Logan. Oh, shit, um, and at Gurley Humming. That's at G-I-R-L-I-E-H-U-M-M-I-N. Uh, we'll throw out some... Um, some uh, what are those called? Polls? Polls? We'll throw out some you polls. You say that, but then you never end up posting. Uh, I throw them out. I just, it just happens, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, check it out. Vote the poll. Hit us up. Um, and other than that, do you have anything else before we head out? Nope. All right, folks. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us again. I'm Logan. I'm Andrew. And we'll catch you around the natty. Yeah.